The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Fast by. Good afternoon. Welcome to Manx Radio's Man in Line. Open line through till one. Whatever's on your mind, you can call 66 13 68. Text 166 WhatsApp on the same number or email studio at manxradio.com. Sad news, wasn't it, about uh, Tours Isle of Man, uh, off-island holidays from Tours Isle of Man have been cancelled. Uh, there's a new owner for tours and it's not going to happen. Of course, they've been happening for years and years. David and Jackie Midgell have been running uh, tours. I think uh, Jackie's left. Apparently, David's last day is today, the 9th of February. So off-island coach uh, holidays booked with Tours Isle of Man won't be going ahead. Uh, new owners got the company at the end of 2023. So... Um, uh, just uh, another bit of the Isle of Man that's kind of just fallen by the wayside. Uh, and have you been trying to get uh, a pension forecast? Uh, Treasury said, sorry, apparently, uh, if you want a, a pension forecast, nine-month backlog caused uh, by lack of resources, whatever that means. The Treasury Minister says it's a concern that requests for pension forecasts are taking more than six months to process. A significant number of requests are being received and uh, a lack of resources within Treasury means uh, they basically can't get it done. So if you're waiting for a pension forecast, the current waiting time has risen to nine months. Um, basically, if you're approaching retirement, you want to discover precisely how much you'll receive. It's based on the number of years, work, contributions and what have you. And obviously, it's an important part of financial planning if you're leaving full-time employment. Uh, so all I can counsel you to do is, if you are looking for a pension forecast, get your request in if you're going to be re retiring uh, within a year. Uh, because um, that's the delay at the moment, nine months. Richard's first with us today. Hi, Richard. How you doing, Andy? All right. Good, thanks. Um, yeah. Bit of a problem with uh, our smart meter down at Laxey. Uh, we live down on Glen Road, Laxey. Uh, we had a, a pushing key meter for 20 years up until 17 months ago. Worked absolutely fine. You know, no problem. And they said, oh, we've got this pretty new smart meter. They're all, it's compulsory. You've got to have it, all this, you know. So, uh, uh, you know, well, we can't do anything about that. So they put it in. And we're going along. We're paying on the app. You know, pay as you go on the app. Thinking we are. Um, and then, oh, we get to November last year. A letter comes through the door from the MUA saying that we owed them, um, well, it's up to 500 now. It's over £500. Pounds. Um, so I phoned the guy at the MUA who deals with it, and he said, oh, yeah, your meter's not working because it's not sending a signal properly back to us. <laughs> so uh, anyway, they sent a, a fella down, put a new aerial on it. Still doesn't work. Still didn't work at all. Uh, we were topping up on the app as we were going. We were looking at the apps, and then you'd see, you know, you'd see oh, the electric's getting low. Put 30 quid on, whatever, like, you know. So we're happily going along like that up until November. And then we get this bill through 
And I just like, I was sort of perplexed really. I thought it must be a mistake. Like, But apparently uh, they're saying that we owe this money. But like when I said to the lad, I says, well, I says, what if the bill, if we did owe some money, why didn't you tell us when it was £30, £40 or 50 So then it's not a massive shock, you know. Um, but no, a £500 bill landed straight out of the, you know, and, and then we have to go investigating it all to try and get something done about it. And presumably and, they're not asking you to pay that straight up now, are they? Oh, no, he said he was, he was very reasonable. He said, oh, you can pay this off, you know. I said, well, can we? I said, well, just at the end, I said, at the end of the day, how do we actually know that we owe this money? If the signal is not working from the electric meter to them, how do we know it's not all being misconstrued? Uh, you know, with like a, te- a, a, a like a glitch, like a computer glitch, you know, maybe like the post office or something. You well, know? you're not the first person who's, re- who's reported this in and around no. Laxey, in the, and you're in what, Glen Road, you say? Well, well listen to this. I was talking to the meter reader the other day, and he said, when he, when he read our meter, he said, there's something not right here. He said, something's not marrying up. So anyway, he said, oh, well, we're all getting the sack in 12 months' time. He says, so there'll be no more meter readers, he says. And um, he says, he said, this is off the record. And he says, them meters were, bur- were bought by the Manx government job lot because they were cheap. They're made in China. And the UK government, he said, rejected them. So I looked this up. I looked these holly meters up you know, on the uh, internet and stuff like that. And there seemed to be some issue with them possibly be able to read data down the line, you know. And, and what, it's, it's, what, what are they called again? Holly meters. Holly, and they're made in China, yeah. But, but a girl came on to me, I was on Facebook, and was, I had a, a, I was at about, um, there was about 80% people came back to me saying, we know the electric's gone up, we understand that. Um, some have tripled, some of that they were saying, but a lot of them were saying they're having trouble with their meters as well and paying on the app as well. Um, now, this other meter reader said, it's not just you down here. He said this is up the north, the island as well, in places and down the south. But, to, to you know, I, I said to the lad, I said, well, surely you must have people in there looking at these, and if we do owe the money, why don't you set a small bill out and not a, not a huge... You know, I said it makes you feel like a debtor. Yeah. We've never owed any money. We've done any money to anybody. But I said, what are you actually doing? Do you not actually know what you're doing? Because it just, the lad didn't seem to have any answers, really. You know, we just sort of faffed us off, really, sort of thing. Like, but I thought I'd just raise it just in case anybody else is uh, having problems on the island, like, you know. Okay, well, um, we appreciate that. And if anybody else is, I mean, I've had a couple of emails in, certainly in mm, the past few months, from people saying yeah. just that sort of thing that people have said you mm. can't get a signal from parts of Laxey. Well, yeah, but apparently it's other. Well, it's happened. Well, I, I think the whole system, there's something wrong with it. I think there's a big flaw somewhere in their system, and they're not saying anything, you know. But who do you actually go to to get it done? Because there's. You go to the Office of Fair Trade and they're all paid by the government, aren't they? So they all just do what they're told to say, really, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? You need an independent person who to look into this because I think there's something drastically wrong, really. Okay. You know. All right. We appreciate that, Richard. Thanks for calling today. Okay. Cheers. Bye. All right. Good to hear from you. Thanks for putting that on the record. Howard's on now. Hi, Howard. 
Hello, Andy. Uh, funny enough, I was reading about um, a similar situation on the smart meters in the UK. Um, we know that um, there are two types. One works on a radio signal and one works on the telephone uh, system on the mobile. <laughs> and BT and some of the bigger companies in the UK are phasing out uh, 2G and 3G which essentially makes a lot of the older smart meters obsolete. They're not going to work. Now, what this chap has just said now, the Manx government, and it wouldn't surprise me one bit, they bought a load of these cheap things, and they're early models. And, uh, strange enough, I was in Manx Telecom the other day in the shop, and I asked the fella down, are they going to do away with 2 and 3G? Uh... And he said, well, there will be with 2G, he says, but I don't know about 3 at the moment. So there's a possible built-in obsolescence with the meters that the government have bought because they were all of a rush to get these things put in early on. And I noticed that has come to a, a halt, a standstill. And they spent something like 18, or they're spending something like 18 million, which is a serious amount of money in anybody's language. But on the meters, I can't remember. It was in the book, and at the moment, I can't. Well, I know where the book is, but I can't go and find it. And on the meter face of, and there's a series of numbers. But if you Google it, it'll tell you whether they're radio operated when they're sending the message back to the data source, or they're working on the uh, mobile phone system. And the numbers on the front of the meters will explain this. And um, I think it's they, they put in area codes and everything, and uh, they go from one to ten. And I think ten is Merseyside or something. But this is a possibility that, in their wisdom or lack of it, the government have been out and bought a load of meters that's not going to be of use to man the beast. And obviously, if if these things aren't sending the data back as they should, uh, nobody's really... And, and these things don't actually keep a record, I don't think, of the actual amount of uh, units that have been used. Then, you know, what's going to happen here? If people are ending up with bills, I mean, some people may pay less, some, po- some people may pay more, but that's not what they were designed to do. No, no, they're... They're supposed to give you a, well, a continuous read of your meters. And uh, as people were saying last week, it'll give the MUA virtual control of what you can use on, you know, uh, they'll keep the minimum, but they can control the uh, the use of your electricity. It's another one of Big Brother's jobs. And um, just by sending signals down, they can alter the rate and everything. Because when the prices were going up last year and this year, um, I gave the, uh, the up the cool here, up the office, I gave them a reading. He said, oh, it won't make any difference to that. He said, forget that. He says, we don't have the ability to alter it. He said, your next bill will have, still have the old reading on. He said, and the one after that, we'll change to this new reading, uh, the new rate. And that's how they were working. Uh, the, somehow they don't have the ability within the office system to do an immediate alteration of your amount that you're paying, the rate. Yet um, the gas company down here, Island Energy, 
I sent them in a meter reading when the gas went down recently. I got a new bill up to the point and one day afterwards at the new lower rate. So if they can do it, why can't a government company do it or a government business do it? But these smart meters is a Google it, ask for the um, the sequence and the type of meter, because there are two. And as, um, as I say, across, they're doing away with the 2G, 3G for the uh, telephone systems, going on to 4G and 5G, and possibly 6 later on. And um, <clears throat> they're just uh, they're having faults with the, um, the smart meters, and people are falling foul of them and not getting bills or massive bills. Interesting. Okay. All right. Thanks, Howard. Thanks for uh, cluing us in on that. Good to hear from you. Take Have care. A, all Bye right. Now. Uh, take care. Now it's 19 minutes past 12. Uh, Holly is the company, H-O-L-L-E-Y, Chinese company, makes smart electricity meters and smart gas meters as well. So uh, if you've got one, um, if you want to send, uh, take a photo, just send me a photo on the WhatsApp on one double six one double seven. Uh, then we'll know where we stand on that. But uh, it may or may not be skeet that uh, there won't be any meter readers anymore or uh, what's going to happen. But you would have thought if you're going to get technology, it's best to have it foolproof and fail-safe before this happens. But we'll wait and we'll watch and we'll see. Holly Tech uh, do smart metering and energy management solutions. Everything's a solution nowadays, isn't it? I wonder if we could find a solution to the roundhouse. DHSC says it won't compromise on the safety of service users or access for emergency services near this uh, roundhouse, this brand new um community centre that's been built in Braddon that apparently come March the 4th you just won't be able to get to because they're not going to allow you to drive down it. Um, the HSC's issue of Braddon commissions with a 28-day notice for a ban on vehicles that aren't staff or contractors. However, <laughs> uh, Braddon commissioners have got a letter eight years ago from the then Minister of Health and Social Care, Howard Quayle. Of course, uh, later, our chief minister. Uh, the then minister, Howard Quayle, wrote to the planning committee saying access will be through hospital grounds and it was indicated to the commissioners that peak times for both buildings are different. So Braddon commissioners and presumably the planning committee have got the letter from the then minister at the time. So um, we'll see what happens with that, but... Um, Monday, March the 4th, it'll be. I just wonder whether anybody will get a ticket uh, on there. The assisted dying bill continues to excite comment and our proposed, this is uh, Dr. Allenson's private member's bill. And Dr. Allenson, the architect of the assisted dying bill for the Isle of Man, says if legislation is passed, it can't be changed or challenged by any constitutional court. Dr. Allenson is seeking to give people who are terminally ill the right of choice. Now, this week, um, Tanny Gray Thompson, Baroness Thompson, as she is, um, who, of course, uh, a Paralympian, notable Paralympian, a crossbench peer in Westminster, 
And also, Dr Gordon MacDonald from Care Not Killing spoke to Timwall members about their concerns around the bill. I've also had people say to me, if my life was like yours, I'd kill myself. And I have a massive amount of privilege in my life. I'm very protected. And if the assumption is that my life is really bad, then what about other disabled people who, who don't have the support or the resilience that, that I do? It's very easy to see that disabled people will feel they have no other choice but to go down this route. I mean, I think our principal fear is what it will mean for people who would be in a vulnerable position on the island. And, and the thing to remember about vulnerability is, is that all of us at some point in our life will be vulnerable. There are also implications for the healthcare system. Can the healthcare system cope? Um, what will be the financial pressures that might come to bear? There are concerns about what the implications might be in terms of knock-on effects elsewhere. Um, because the Isle of Man will be held up by those who want to see a change in the law in the UK. And one of the things I think the Isle of Man needs to consider is whether this becomes a home for suicide tourists because it will be seen as a easy or convenient place for people to come. Recruitment. We've got a case which seen, which is Christine Gaultier, wheelchair user, a uh, veteran. Um, she asked for assistance to build a new ramp to a house. She was offered the drugs to end her life. You know, what message does that send out to people? You know, you're not worth a ramp. There are other cases from Canada. There's a case of Roger Foley who was um, in hospital and actually recording the healthcare administrator speaking to him and saying, well, you do realise your care is costing $1,500 a day. Have you considered medical assistance and dying? You know, you know, it's that pressure that is applied to people. It, it's about protecting vulnerable people and it will get to a stage where there'll be people making literally life and death decisions over individuals and telling people that they have no value to society. At Baroness uh, uh, Gray Thompson, Tanny Gray Thompson, the uh, former Paralympian, and uh, also talking to um, Gordon MacDonald from Care Not Killing. This, uh, Dr Allenson was actually there at the meeting and he says he made the case that the bill is purely for the Isle of Man resident who is terminally ill with six months left to live. And they've stated that all along. This is not for somebody who just wants to pitch up at the Isle of Man, as in Dignitas in Basel in Switzerland. This is for Manx residents who are terminally ill with six months left to live. Uh, this is what Dr. Allenson had to say. It's purely about somebody with a terminal illness who's expected to, to die within the next six months, who's resident on the Isle of Man and who has capacity. So it wouldn't just include somebody with disability. It wouldn't include somebody with something like autism or another you know, neurodevelopmental issue there. But obviously, if somebody was disabled and then had a terminal illness and wanted assisted dying and had capacity, they'd be able to access it. Any legislation has to be written really carefully which is why we've taken a lot of time debating the assisted dying bill why we will continue to do that through the clauses stage on the Isle of Man we have the, the primacy of, of our parliament of Timwald, it can't be overruled by supreme courts in the same way as Westminster can't, whether the bill even if it was passed might be repealed but what I'd like to do is, is absolutely make sure that people's opinions are taken into account the ability for Timwald to make any changes in the future whether reverse and this is the dying bill or perhaps look at it and refine it is there but has to be done in a completely open and democratic way um, a lot of this is uh, very emotional and it's kind of reactive you either hear this and you think that's a good idea you hear it and you sh you're shunned by it you often are reviled by the idea of this i just wonder what your thoughts are regarding this it's, uh, it's all about uh, Dr. Allenson's uh, progressing this assisted dying bill. 
for the Isle of Man. And thanks to John in Peel, sent me a photo of his holly meter. It is a DDSD 285. Um, everything okay with that, uh, John? I hope it works well. Uh, Manx Care can't stop anybody using the roads around the hospital, as far as I know. A private road is only a private road as long as the public have no access. But at the moment, you let the public have access to it, it becomes a public road, and the public use the hospital roads seven days a week, says Terry. So the DHSC may be whistling up the wrong tree. Thanks also to <laughs> many people. A pension forecast. By the time hardworking pensioners get their forecast, there'll be nothing left, says uh, Texter223. I'm sure there will be something less. I fail to understand, says G on 313, how a lack of resources creates a nine-month backlog when systems are computerized and overall there are more civil servants. This is about the pension forecast being nine months now. Uh, did that caller check if any money had gone out of his account? If so, where did it go, says Sue. And the pension forecast, John again, uh, 557, the, uh, the MHK recently started paying into their pensions. Will they get a lower pension forecast? The Chinese smart meters, says Pat, that the MEA have... Uh, have uh, been taken out of the market for false readings, says uh, Pat. Have you got a holly meter? Is uh, anybody else in the south, says Jude in Colby, anybody else struggling to get through on the phone to the Southern Group practice? Uh, don't often need appointments, but uh, this week the queuing system isn't in place and nobody was answering the phone. I had to go in early to get a same-day appointment for my partner today as there was no way of getting through. Just after 8 o'clock, the message says all our operators are busy. Tuesday, during the day, no message at all, just ringing and not answering. Went in to get a test appointment in the end, told them there's a problem. You can hear the phone ringing when you're in reception. They're not answering. Today, I went in, phone ringing in the background, nobody answering it. I said, I can't get through. And the receptionist said, no, you won't. I'm concerned for those ill patients needing same-day appointments. How can they get through? Jude in Colby. Thank you, Jude. If you're having problems with the Southern Group practice, we'll try and find out what's uh, what's going on there. Uh, Dave says, uh, regarding pension forecasts, I can get an instantaneous forecast via the UK government website on the contributions I've made to the UK and I when I worked across. It's 2024. Why don't we have the same facility on the Isle of Man? Says Dave. Software, that's what it is. An MUA meter reader told me that the Wi Fi meters have been bought cheap. <laughs> well, this may be skeet. G on 313. I've been listening to various arguments regarding wind farms, gas exploration, but somebody tell me why the government isn't considering the investigation of geothermal energy, says Davey on 544. They overspend by tens of millions of pounds on other projects, but won't investigate a continuous source of generating electricity. Thank you, David. It's down to opinions, isn't it? Some people say we're perfect for geothermal. Other people say it won't work. Some people say it will cost a fortune to do a test bore and see what's what. In the end, and it seems to me, look at this, nobody seems to make a vast amount of money out of geothermal energy because you set it up and it just runs away merrily. You have to obviously transfer the energy from the hot water when it comes back up 
but nobody seems to be making an absolute fortune with it. It's not, it's not absolutely everywhere around the world. So it's really down to, you know, somebody somewhere within Tinwald, within our parliament, has to pick this up and run with it. But do you think at the moment where we stand with overspends on this, that and the other and with money being short, that this is going to be a priority. Well, we'll find out, obviously. There's a budget in a couple of weeks' time. Maybe they're going to put it in that. I haven't got a smart meter, but I was getting estimated gas bills, even though our meter is accessible, till I finally got a proper reading and a huge bill. I emailed the energy site and told them that I'd be doing my own readings and sending them in on a date. I know they need the readings. I did this in January and had a bill based on my reading on the same day. Next day, an actual meter reader turned up and was most surprised that it was done. I think they only send me to readers every so often to save money, says Sue. Now, this weekend, lots of MHKs out and about. If you want to get in touch with your MHK in Russian, today there is an MHK political surgery with Michelle Haywood at Balafesson Church Hall in Honor Road. It's on from four till six today. Tomorrow, uh, a political surgery for Arbury Castle Town and Maloo constituency. Meet Tim Glover and Jason Morehouse, MHKs, in Castle Town Civic Centre in Farrant's Way between 10 and 11.30. In Ramsey, uh, Dr Allenson and Laurie Hooper will be at the first floor of Ramsey Town Hall in Parliament Square from 10 till midday. If you want to see your MHK this weekend. Looking for the perfect gift for your foodie friends and family? Look no further than woodburndeli.im. Your go-to online haven for culinary delights and thoughtful presents. At Woodburn Deli, we offer everything from speciality spirits and wines to artisanal cheese and charcuteries. Step inside and explore perfect gifts and treats for you or your loved ones. Not to mention our selection of hand-packaged hampers. Vouchers available too. Just visit woodburndeli.im. Well, today, I'm going to talk about the finest bathrooms in town. <laughs> Hello, cheeky monkey. I hope you're going to recommend Paysetter. Of course. Wow. It's where all the cool cats go. Yes, smart cats like you choose Paysetter for a wide range of stylish designs and superb expert advice. Paysetter, Paysetter. That's right, Polly. The magic starts when you visit Paysetter Tile and Bathroom Studio, Harris Terrace, Douglas. Or search online for Paysetter Douglas. Hello. I'd like to rent a car for three days. Just something reasonable. No problem at all. Uh, we've just got a few rules to make you aware of. You can't go off-island, you can't smile in the car, you can't take any friends, it's £10,000 a day, oh, and you'll need a million-pound deposit up front. Any questions? Renting a car doesn't need to be so difficult or expensive. With prices from just £50 per day, speak to Rex Rental Company or book online at rexrental.im. Rex Rentals. I'm so glad to hear that. When you need a fitting memorial or headstone for a loved one, contact Manx Memorials in Peel. This long-standing family-run Manx company offer a wide range of granite and marble headstones and memorials, along with an island-wide inscription and renovation service. Manx Memorial's skilled professionals will take the time to help you choose a suitable memorial, and we're proud to say we'll beat other local quotes. 
Call 843861 or email matthew at manxmemorials.co.uk. Valentine's Day is almost upon us, and here on Manx Radio, we're giving you the chance to be a romantic winner. All you have to do is listen out on Valentine's Day, which is this coming Wednesday, for Kylie's Love at First Sight. As soon as the song starts, you'll have a five-minute window of opportunity to text the answer to a very simple Valentine's-themed question on the Manx Radio Facebook page. And then one lucky listener will win a romantic overnight stay for two at Hotel Halvard in Douglas in a super deluxe room with dinner and breakfast included. So keep listening for your chance to win this Valentine's Day with Hotel Halvard and your nation station, Manx Radio. The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Look at that time. It's uh, 25 to 1, Friday lunchtime, live from the Isle of Man. Do we, as a customer, have a choice regarding smart meters or are we just pushed into this? by uh, Manx Utilities. I think you get what you're given as far as uh, smart meters. Regarding the Roundhouse debacle, can they not agree to make the roadway a one-way system behind the old Newlands block and exit onto Balloach Road, says Mike. Oh, you're asking for common sense, I suppose. Uh, Victoria said, Andy, this is 472 Victoria, I suppose the wind turbines for Erie Stain will be rejects from another country. Well, let's hope they're brand new ones. Let's hope they're Manx ones. Uh, this will be the thin end of the wedge regarding Dr. Allenson. Uh, what have the Isle Man got right recently? Do we trust them to get the assisted dying bill right? Well, I suppose if you look at it, they get most things right. It's just that whenever they get something wrong, we like to point it out. It's probably true that most things do get done properly. However, when things don't get done properly, we're perfectly uh, proper and right that we point it out because they are dealing with public money. The smart meter, although more expensive than getting a bill, uh, if you've got the app, it gives you a breakdown of units used and uh, cost on a daily basis, says uh, 347. Uh, Don't know the make, but I'll check. Uh, The bus uses the road into the hospital, so therefore it must be a public road. Somebody's obviously flexing their muscles in Manx care, and uh, somebody needs to uh, step in to correct this shambles at the moment. Well, it seems that planning and Braddon commissioners... I mean, Braddon commissioners wouldn't have shelled out all this public money. They got a loan to put the roundhouse there. A, a community centre for Braddon, so they've actually got a community centre, uh, but they did get a letter from the minister at the time, who was Howard Quayle, MHK, saying, yes, you can. Uh, the Baroness made her choice, uh, but she can't choose for everybody, uh, and it's not meant to do away with the disabled. There'll also be compulsory counselling, so it's not a quick decision, says Sue. What about vulnerable people dying with great suffering who are denied choice? Is that OK, then? Silly comments from uh, Tanny Gray-Thompson. Uh, regarding that to bring a disability into it. Uh, the electricity supply, this is 134 on the message, electricity supply can't be altered as the frequency of supply affects medical equipment. If it's altered at all, life-saving equipment at home or hospital um, could be out. Uh, so the idea of restricting supply uh, is wrong, says 134. I've got a smart meter and it tells you how much you paid in the past on your app, says Des. Are you happy with your smart meter at the moment? Takes nine months, says 481, to get a state pension forecast. 
So, uh, 481, is that... Oh, yes, you're talking about gold-plated, subsidised uh, pensions. If you could name them, 481, who exactly are these people with gold-plated pensions? Uh, you get a forecast four months before the retirement date anyway, says Paul. And... Um, Yes, uh, if you want to... Uh, oh, yes, thank you, Jason. Jason Morehouse just dropped a note in. If you want to see Jason and Tim Glover, they're there tomorrow. Uh, about compulsory MUA smart meters, how can they tell you that you've got to have a smart meter? Is it compulsory? How do you talk to your MHK um, complaining about your commissioners when their surgeries are either in commissioners' offices or, as in Garth recently, commissioners are in the room? I don't think they do it. It's not as a club, is it? You can speak in confidence if you want to your MHK. And certainly MHKs are more than happy for you to uh, chat to them on the phone. If you go to the Tinwell website... All the members' details are there and all their telephone numbers and emails and details of their surgeries. Regarding the roundhouse, says Anthony on 990, uh, people need to understand it's not Manx Care that's opposed to the road use. It is DHSC. DHSC, of course, the political bit. Manx Care is the operational. So it's DHSC, which is the organisation that okayed it in the first place when Mr Quayle was the minister there. I know this is going round in circles, isn't it? So much for the green agenda when the uh, sky is being polluted from deployments of chemicals. Is that? I think we've put those to bed. I think chemtrails just about have been put to bed. But if again, if you have some absolutely compelling evidence, then okay. Here's Wayne now. Hi, Wayne. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Thanks. Uh, I just like to get on here about people that like I, I missed an appointment at the doctors like last week there, and it wasn't just the doctors who I missed. I missed a few appointments in all like over the health sector because I'm not being well to be honest, and still ain't hundred percent, and. Nothing is going to be... I'm not eligible for any social payments now until the 23rd, until I see the doctor face-to-face. -face. Like, you won't even write me a note out so I can go and collect my benefit. So I'm penniless until the 23rd. So when my electric goes off, I don't know how I'm going to turn it back on unless I borrow money off my parents. And they're, they're on a... Uh, they're on a benefit, not a benefit, they're on the elderly pension scheme, whatever it is. They're on pension schemes where mine is a bit different. I'm on income support, disability living allowance, where I don't... Oh, sorry, Wayne, we've lost your line. Thanks for that, um, uh... We'll try and get you back, Wayne. Uh, I've had the meter about 12 months, and my daily charges don't make any sense at all. Same use of energy, different charge, says John with his holly meter. I ran the credit out by accident a few months ago. It didn't reset when I credited the account. I phoned the MEA, MUA, and they told me to hold the scroll button for six seconds. Not five and a half or six and a half, but six exactly. 
if fail, wait 20 minutes and try again. I made sure I never, ever ran out again. How's your smart meter today? Do you know, Dave, the Q-Plus counter always has just what I need. Whatever plumbing job I'm working on, whether a state-of-the-art bathroom or the latest heating system, Q-Plus always help. With extensive supplies, friendly, knowledgeable service and great prices, it really is the one-stop shop for trade and DIY customers alike. And if they don't have what you want in stock, they'll find it for you. See for yourself. Just take a look at Q Plus on Facebook. Oh, problems with your spine and posture can have a serious effect on your quality of life. But a Line for Life Spine Clinic could help. If you're suffering from back pain, neck pain, headaches, their holistic scientific approach could find and treat the root cause of the problem for long-lasting relief. Touch Align for Life now or call 629-444. Align for Life, the island's spine and posture clinic, here to make life better. Construction waste today. Tells recycle for another day. A builder's skip or two. Tells skips will bring to you. Need quality type one stone for your building or contracting job? Then contact Tells with no minimum order for collection or delivery. Call 677-137. Visit Tells Limited in Snugborough or find Tells Limited on Facebook. Skips are what they do. We're the guys that hire one to you. Call Tells Skips today. 677-137. On Tuesday, the 20th of February, Treasury Minister Dr. Alex Allenson will present the 2024 Manx Budget. You can listen live as it happens on DAB, AM 1368 and online at manxradio.com. And then on Friday, the 23rd of February, join us from midday for an in-depth discussion on all things budget related. We'll break down the numbers, analyse the impact and be joined by a panel of special guests. Can't catch it all live? No worries. Everything will be explained comprehensively online in ensuring you are fully informed and ready to navigate the fiscal landscape. Manx Radio's 2024 budget coverage on air and online, brought to you by Crow Isle of Man. The Man in Line with Andy Wint. Uh, Good to have you along. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, After uh, Man in Line finishes today, it's our 60th anniversary year. I don't know, did you know that? We're 60 years old. Our 60th anniversary. And every Monday and Friday we play um, some archive material. Today, it's going back to... Uh, the early 1990s, when businessman Albert Goube planned to develop a marina in Douglas in the early 1990s. That's when um, uh, that when uh, we finished there. So back to Albert Goube and his marina. Juan's on now. Hi, Juan. How are you, Andy? Been a while since I've spoke to you. I know you've not been. You've not had this winter bug, have you? With this hundred-day cough or anything? No, no. Because I take vitamin. D, so I, I won't be getting that. 10,000 D3. Told you before, Andy, get rid of that cockwick for you. <laughs> no one listens, you see, because I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I've been in deepest dark Africa, and um, that's that's because we've got load shedding. So um, the, the electricity goes off at random times of the night, and uh, that brings to my point, actually, of... Um, in the last two or three weeks when I've not been on to different things that's been on and different people that's been on and um, I'm listening to Lizzie Riley the other day and, and her colleagues and again they seem to um, pass by the load and um, the data usage um, my, the, um, 
the question that I keep asking all the time about um, load factor um, and where we're going to get that base load from. It's, and they seem to be avoiding that. And I just want to make the point, and I know there's going to be different circumstances, but in South Africa, we have a massive amount of load shedding. And they've been experiencing that for, for the last three weeks, what everyone has here. And it's the fact that every so often, like maybe four or five times a week, you will get your electricity goes off. You'll get told your electricity is going off, and that's it. So everything has to be loaded up. Every lights have to be, you have to have emergency lights, generators if you could afford them. Your fridge goes off, your router goes off, your TV goes off. Everything that's electrical goes off. And you have to live with that for that length of time. So my point is, as it always has been, they keep avoiding the, the, the base load that I keep asking for. Because if we're going to have a, a situation where we've got electricity and not enough to power us, then we're in a similar situation. We used to have that. Do you remember in the 1990s? Do you remember when the Paul Rose Power Station used to uh, we used to give up on a Sunday afternoon sometimes? And you'd be going forwards, not backwards. Everything that we seem to be doing here seems to be falling backwards. And, you know, it's, I just, I, I keep asking this question, and you, you said there before, and, and listening to you, we're talking about geothermal popped up again there in the conversation, you said there's no money in it. Well, if the government are running geothermal, and they're running it for the people of the island, which they're supposed to be empowered to do, shouldn't there be any money made from it, except the fact of the money that would be made to cover the cost of it and then run our schools and everything else and swimming pools and everything um, virtually free from the geothermal. And then the, the government then would be looking after its people and we would be self-sufficient. We keep coming up with this self-sufficiency all the time. And my, my thing has, it has been for the last couple of years. Your self-sufficiency starts with your own water, your own food and your own power. And we're not getting much of that at the moment. We look at the, the troubles around the world with the farming and the absolute stupidity of what they're doing to farmers around the world. We have farming here. We have food. We have fishing. We have power. We have water. Let's try and keep that. I don't know where they're at this beside this massive global agenda where food is going to come from one source and you'll be controlled by power. And again, like Julian said the other day, with smart meters, um, they can control that. And I mentioned that maybe eight months ago on this program about HD pollution being switched off on TVs in certain countries to, to lower the electricity. And all this is relevant that, you know, we'd be going back in time if we're not careful. Do you think the, uh, uh, do you think the population would forgive? I mean, let's just go back to, um, to geothermal. Um, which at the moment, as I say, you have people on both sides of the argument. Some say it will definitely work because of their opinion of the geology. Other people say it won't work. So if the government shelled out, I'm just saying, let's pick a figure out of the air. If it costs £5 million to set up a test borehole and go down three miles down into the Earth's crust and pump some water back up, and it didn't work, do you think the population would forgive the government for having a go? Are they going to forgive them for spending how much, how many million on a a, um, a new terminal in Liverpool that actually can't be used after a certain time at night? Is that going to be forgivable? 
Yeah, but we're talking about we're talking about geothermal. I mean, if geothermal, yeah, I'm if it, talking it, about. Yeah, I mean, it may work and it may not work. And at the moment, at the, my point about there's no money in it. If there were lots and lots of money in it, there will be companies lining up to put private equity into it to say we'll have a go at it. And at the moment, nobody seems to be queuing up to do that. So it will be down to public money. And bearing in mind, as you say, the the pickle that has been made of the Liverpool landing stage and the embarrassment of that going three times over budget nearly, uh, you can imagine them being risk averse. Well, uh, to take that back a step there, Andy, they've gone, what, 40, 45 million over budget and more, and you're talking about 5 million for a borehold? That actually could be the answer to our problems in Isle of Man. And if it's not, it's 5 million. In the great scope of how they're spending money, it's not a lot. But if that could solve our problems in Ireland and we could be energy efficient and sustainable, I mean, everyone always talk about sustainability and they're talking about putting an interconnector into England who buys its electricity from France anyway. I don't see how that's sustainable. Whereas this chance of... And and surely that's got to be looked at. And is it? I, I don't understand the logic of why this is not even getting presented on the table in Timbald by anyone. And is it purely down to following the money trail, like I've said so many times, because there is no money in it? But should there be money in it for anyone else except the Ireland people and the Ireland government? Is our money and, and our power, and it's going to give us sustainability? I just don't get it. I'm scratching my head with it. So I, where, I don't where, get it. Whereabouts in Africa are you? I'm in South Africa, um, in in um, sunny Cape Town. So it's um, it's it's beautiful at the moment. And there's load um, uh, there's load shedding in Cape Town. There's load shedding everywhere here, Andy. And, and I mean, the, the thing is here, it, it, if you go to the townships, I don't know if anyone's ever ventured in the townships, but it's I mean, terrible, terrible living conditions. But then people live for free, so they have they don't pay for any electric whatsoever which obviously puts us through an electricity service here. So only a certain percentage of people pay for electricity. But obviously with eruption as well, there's been no upgrades done on electricity. But that my whole point of it is really is the load shedding. And you know, if we got this on the island, because we couldn't, that what we built is going to give us enough power um, and that's the point I'm getting at. This is how people live here. When you have that situation, you have to be prepared for every single bit of electric to go off your fridge, your freezer. Every single thing that you use would not be able to be used. You wouldn't be able to charge your car if you've got ease, the, the whole situation. And just quickly on the smart meters, um, I believe that you can request for the smart of the meter not to be added you can request that um, and ask um, for conditions that you don't want the smart 5G put in place. You have a new meter because they're saying that the old meters are problematic and are breaking down, though mine has never broken down in 10 years. But um, you can request that you don't have a smart bit of the meter, but they will tell you or they will try to add on uh, a quarterly charge for someone coming to read your meters, okay. which is a nice, clever way of getting you onto smart meters. <laughs> All right, we've got to go. Have a great weekend in Cape Town. Thanks for calling. Take care, Andy. When the man in line's not on air, call Manx Radio to leave your opinion for broadcast on 682 631. 
I live down a farm track near the Currucks. My smart meter wasn't working correctly. They put in some sort of aerial on it. We had no choice. We just had to go with it to have a smart meter installed. We were very, very happy with the old key meter. Would appear to be a bit of a PR problem. I've checked again also. The Kroger website isn't uh, back on. Apparently, they think they may have been hacked. The Kroger website. There was an interesting um, notice in the Courier last week about Kroger Operations Limited. I don't know whether that's the same company with an extraordinary general meeting on February 14th, but um, that may be that. Oh, and thanks to Lenny who said, I'm over the moon. It says... Viagra, the use of Viagra will stave off Alzheimer's disease. It's made my week. That's it. W I N T. 60 years serving you as the nation station. This is Manx Radio. We, of course, have a marina in Douglas and we have one in Peel, but time was when we didn't have that type of facility and the discussion was, yes, we should have one, where should we put it? Ramsey had been a contender since the time of Leslie Saltz. Port St Mary was also a front-runner. But in the early 90s, while he was still engaged in the Mount Murray project, the golf course, hotel and homes, we discovered that developer Albert Goubet had a Douglas marina on his mind. We have one now, of course, but that was installed by the government. But in the 90s, as I found out, the government of the time had been impressed by Mr Goubet's ability to deliver. I have been approached and I have been asked to carry out that marina and if the, if the terms and conditions are right, I would do that. As each day goes by with the thought and imagination I've put into this place, it might be difficult to leave and, of course, the reaction now from government has completely changed to what it was a couple of years ago. Albert Goubet. Well, joining us now is the uh, DHPP Minister, David North. Uh, good morning, Mr North. Good morning, John. Um, Mr Goubet there, giving really the first indication that uh, he is having a look at this uh, and, and talking to government. C- can you say how long he's been talking to government? Yes, we've been talking to him for about three months now, four months. And, uh, yes, earlier this year. It sounds as if there's quite a way to go, though, before anything definite is decided. Oh, yes. I mean, nothing has been decided. And uh, I would very much like to see uh, a marina in Douglas. Uh, and I also believe that um, Mr. Goubet is probably one of the few gentlemen that can make it happen. So uh, I say no more than that. And I don't want to. It's far too early to comment on any detail because, as I say, nothing has been decided and we are, uh, to repeat, exploring the possibilities. But I think it's fairly obvious from what he said is that the attitude of the government towards him in his most recent project, the Mount Murray development, really has impressed him. Well, I have been visited that project on a regular basis and I think it is going to be a major asset to the Isle of Man, not just to the tourist industry, to the Isle of Man. I don't think um, some people have fully realized just how important that development and how, hope, I think, proud of that development the Isle of Man will be when it's up and running. Part of island life for 60 years. This is your Manx Radio.